Creation. Chapter 2 Jack Morgan enjoyed risk. Why else would he be standing outside this door at 4am, barely daring to breathe as he used a tiny lubricating spray on the lock and then went to work with his pick nudging interior tumblers into place? But not blind risk. Again, that was the reason the owner of the world-renowned private investigation agency had arrived in Delhi two days earlier than his official schedule predicted, and more discreetly than usual. It was because he liked his risk with a little forethought. He liked calculated risk. He slid into the darkened apartment like a shadow. From his pocket, he took a rubber doorstop, closed the front door as far as he could without making a sound, and then wedged it. Next, he listened. For close to five minutes, Jack stood in silence by the door, letting his eyes adjust and taking in the scant furniture, a sofa, a television, an upturned packing crate for a coffee table, but more than anything, listening. Listening to the noise that emanated from the bedroom. What he heard was the sound of a man enduring a fitful sleep, a man who mewled with the pain of nightmares. Jack trod noiselessly through the apartment. In the kitchen, he opened the fridge door and peered inside. Nothing. Back in the front room, he went to the upturned crate. On it stood a bottle of whiskey, Johnny Walker. Oh, Santosh, thought Jack to himself. Tell me you haven't. From the bedroom, the sound of Santosh Wag's nightmares increased. So Jack Morgan finished his work and let himself out of the apartment and into the chill Delhi morning. Chapter 3 in the upmarket area of Greater Kailash in South Delhi, in a row of homes, a young couple stood at the gate of an abandoned house. This is it, said the boy, his breath fogging in Delhi's winter air. Are you sure? asked the girl at his side. Sure, I'm sure, he replied. Come on, let's go inside. They climbed over the gate easily and made their way through overgrown grass to the front door, padlocked but the boy used a pick to crack the lock in less than two minutes. Not bad for an amateur, he thought to himself. He went to open the door, but it wouldn't budge. What's wrong? asked the girl. She was shivering and cold and desperately wishing they'd decided to go to the cinema instead of opting to make out here. The boy was puzzled. I thought it was unlocked. What do we do now, then? said the girl. Like all young men governed by their libido, the boy wasn't about to give up easily. Yes, it was cold, but he had come armed with a blanket and the garden was sufficiently overgrown to screen them from the street. We don't need to go inside. Let's just stay out here, the boy suggested. But it's so cold, she gasped. We'll soon warm each other up, he assured her, leading her to an area close to the front of the house. The grass was damp, but he covered it with the blanket from his backpack, and the foliage not only screened them, but also protected them from the chill breeze. She tried to imagine that they had found themselves a secret garden, and when he produced a spliff, it sealed the deal. They sat and spent some minutes in relaxed, agreeable silence as they smoked the spliff, listening to the muted sounds of the city drifting to them through the trees. Then they lay down and began kissing. In a few moments, they were making love, cocooned in weed-induced sexual bliss. What's that? she said. What's what? he asked, irritated. That noise! Then her senses sharpened. 
It's the ground. The ground is... She didn't get to finish her sentence. Suddenly, it was as though the grass were trying to swallow them. Subsidence, a sinkhole, something. Either way, the earth gave way beneath them, and the two lovebirds crashed through the lawn and into a nightmare beneath. Chapter 4 Dazed, the girl pulled herself to her hands and knees, coughing and gagging at a sudden stench, a mix of caustic chemicals and something else, something truly stomach-turning. The floor was rough concrete. She was in a low-ceilinged basement. A grey patch of light in the ceiling indicated where they'd fallen through. Plasterboard, turf and rotted wooden beams hung down as though in the aftermath of a storm. And pulling himself up back through the hole was her boyfriend. Hey! she called. Where are you? But he was gone. Naked, wincing.